As a driven dentist, you see the world differently. Where some see scarcity, you see abundance. When others want to give up, you keep going. You're building an amazing life of significance. That means you can't rely on ordinary advice from ordinary advisors to get to your goals. You want advice that's going to help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love, the causes you care about, and make your dent in the universe. But the fact is, this advice remains hidden because relatively few professionals are well-versed in them, and the extremely affluent don't care to let you know about them. Join us as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families. Welcome to Dental Wealth Nation. Here's your host, Tim McNeely. Hey, welcome everyone. I am so excited to have you here today. And wow, do we have a show for you. There's In my mind, there's very few things as important for your practice as hygiene. And by the end of today, you're going to know what you should look at in terms of your hygiene numbers. And more importantly, you're going to know what numbers you should be paying attention to. You're going to have some newfound insights into how you can really find freedom in your practice that you didn't know you have. And more importantly, you're going to feel ready to step back, take a deep breath, and relax knowing that your hygiene department is doing everything that it should be. And, and to help you do that, we've got Debbie Sedell Bitkey today here with us, and she is with Dental Practice Solutions, and she helps dentists just like you build profitable hygiene departments. Debbie, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Tim. I'm also excited to be here with you. You've told me some great things about the dentist that you work with, and that's my dream client to work with as well. Oh, excellent. Yeah, we, we love driven dental entrepreneurs who, who are business owners and, and who understand the business of dentistry. So so we're going to hit it off with our audience today. So happy to, to have you here. So tell me a little bit about yourself and, and how you got started doing what you do. Tim, I started out with a dream at the age of 12. We had career day in seventh grade. And I had a dream to become a dental hygienist. I wrote my report on that and I never took my eyes off of that dream. I wanted to go to USC in Los Angeles and I did just that. I got to be a dental uh, professor there at the school, not only in the dental school teaching the dental students practice management, but I also helped prepare the dental hygiene students for their boards. So. Wow. Since that time, I've actually started a dental hygiene school and been the program director, but I really love analyzing the numbers and helping hygienists to be like a mini associate to the doctor. Think physician's assistant. And that's what they are to the dentist. And we are doing more than cleaning teeth. I became a hygienist, wanted to do that because I thought it was like being on the cheerleading team but I was going to be cleaning teeth. And that dentistry today is far more than hygienists cleaning teeth. Wow. Well, I, and I think you hit on something so important, right? That's a big mindset shift that you just talked about right there, right? Hygiene is more than just cleaning teeth. Let, let's spend a couple moments on that. What do you mean by that when you say that? See, what happened was there was all this research that started from our U.S. Surgeon General in 1996. And by 2021, we have thousands of research telling us that a 
healthy mouth contributes to a healthy body. And what happened when I started out my career in dental practice solutions, consulting, coaching, speaking at dental conferences, my mother had a tooth infection and she got that tooth extracted by my colleague. And a few months later, I hope nobody's driving because this is a shocking story because I won't think you should pull off the side of the road because I have a shocking story to tell you that she didn't just get a tooth infection in the tooth extracted, but she actually had a hemorrhagic stroke a few months later oh. because, yeah. So pull, I hope they pulled off the side of the road. I don't want anybody crashing their car in shock, but she died from a hemorrhagic stroke. It was on the left side of her mouth, left side of her brain. Her kidneys failed within 10 days. So to me, you know, here I am getting ready to speak in Canada, my first time speaking outside of the U.S., and, and my mom's in the hospital uh, and she ended up dying once I came back from that trip speaking in Canada. And my message to the world is that we're doing more than cleaning teeth. We're helping our patients live a longer, healthier life. So if you do nothing more today, know that we're not just cleaning teeth. We're helping our patients live a longer, healthier life. So I'm gonna, I, I think that this time together is very valuable. I know you guys are busy and some of you are driving in your car and you're going to get home and want to relax. But I want you to listen because I'm, I don't want you wasting your time. You see, I'm going to give you some implementation tools so that you and or your hygienist, hygienist at the very least can take action. And that's the key word is action. Listen to the end of this. Go back and listen on you know, your podcasting channel, wherever Tim posts this. Listen later if you can't listen now because... We're giving you actionable steps to take so that this time isn't wasted. Yeah, and actually, you, you have generously made available some resources for everyone who, who stays at the end. I, I think there's a phone number and a, a code that we can text to actually get a lot of the things that you're sharing today. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing those resources. But, you know, you, you talk about doing so much more than just cleaning teeth. And I know some dentists listening to this may think, yeah, of course, my hygienist does a lot more than, than treat teeth. She, she offers fluoride treatments. What else do, do they need to do? So, so let's dive in, right, just a little bit more on that mindset, right? How do you start getting the hygiene department to really buy into this idea that they're treating more than just teeth? You see, we were shut down for at least three months. And even today, patients haven't returned to your office post-pandemic. And when they do come back, they have active gum disease. It could be in the form of gingivitis, which is moderate to severe gingival inflammation without radiographic bone loss. That's more than just a cleaning at today's appointment. You see, there's a whole process and sequence of appointments because remember, if we talk about our overarching goal, what we do is to help our patients live a longer, healthier life and that means we have to stop cleaning teeth. We're going to put a halt to disease. And if you have pen and paper, you want to write those phrases. Go back and listen to this again because you want to halt disease. You want to help your patients live a longer, healthier life. That's the message not only from your hygienist, but you, doctor, and the entire team. This is how you get – this is one of the keys to a more productive hygiene department. Yeah. Well, right. But but is it enough just to share that messaging with the hygiene department? Right. How, how do you really get the team to, to buy into this concept and, and get everyone aligned? Good question, because 
I think it's super important that doctors shares their why. Like, why are we even in business? Why do you do what you do? And the clients that the dentists that I've had the opportunity to work with who are high performance, like the doctors you work with, Tim, they have a reason why. And everybody rallies around that. And for example, if we're in the business, like my clients who have done super well, they call themselves whole total health, that they're um, a holistic dentist. These key words, these key phrases are why they do what they do. And the entire team is there because they rally around that message. So it's got to be every team is together. Everyone achieves more. And we all need to believe the same thing. So, doctor, why do you do what you do? And does your team know? And then better than that, do your patients know? Because if your patients know, they're going to flock to you and tell everyone about your why. Yeah, no, so true. And I'm glad you brought up that why. And you certainly have a powerful why, right? You, you had a, a tragedy happen to you, right? Your, your mom passed away. I'm so sorry to, to hear that. But, but right, you, you've been able to take that and, and it's become a mission for you to, to help others. So no one else has to suffer through that. Now, I once again, I know some doctors listening, not everyone has that why. And this can be a, a scary thing to to sit down and figure out. I know I've certainly had to to work at it over the past couple of years, right? Just really finding out what your why, what your purpose is. And, and these things don't always come naturally. So so what advice would you have to that doctor who's struggling on, on figuring out, you know, well, why do I actually do things? Yeah, I show up. I, I like seeing patients. I like treating them. I like making good money. Those aren't necessarily the, the kind of deep whys that you're talking about, are they? Right. So the thing is, I really help my doctors, like I don't just work with any dentist, they need to work with me to be their best leader. And most dentists didn't get into dental school by being an amazing leader. That's an area that they need to work on. And if you do not know why, like when I ask most dentists, why are you doing this? Why dental office, blah, blah, blah. They're like, well, I just wanted to help patients have a beautiful smile. And it goes deeper than that. Some tips for you. Um, Simon Sinek has a great short book, Your Why. And he also, you can go into some and read some trainings. And I took his training and then I created my own Your Why for my doctors. So it's kind of a fill in the blank. And, you know, on my website, you can see that. Oh, excellent. Well, what, what an asset to have is, is that kind of training. So I've, I've gone through Simon Sinek stuff. I've worked through those books. Very, very helpful. And to have someone like you who's trained in that, that's a major asset to any doctor looking for, for someone to work with because defining your why is one of the most powerful things you can do. So we've talked a little bit about the importance of defining your why, right? You've got to start there. But let's dive in and let's talk a little bit about why a profitable hygiene department why does it really matter, right? I mean, it's, sure, it's important just in terms of the revenues of the practice, but there's other benefits to a profitable hygiene department too, aren't there? Absolutely. Tim, the dentists who are listening right now, excuse me, oh, you're okay. <laughs> they went to school to be an excellent clinician. They thought they were going to drill, fill, do implants, things like this. What they didn't know they thought they were going to buy or own their own dental practice, but they had no idea. Now they're thrown into payroll, marketing, P&Ls, 
all these things that they never had any idea they were going to have to look at. So doctor, if you know that you have systems in place and one of those systems is your dental hygiene department, you see your dental hygiene department is your biggest asset because what happens in the dental hygiene department, it comes over to your schedule doctor. So you can do that clinical dentistry that you set out to do. And that's why I have about 12 different systems that make up a profitable and productive hygiene department without anyone working harder than another person, because I believe that it's all about the team. So it's a team effort to boost hygiene productivity. Why hygiene department is so important, doctor, is 30% of your total production needs to come from your hygiene department. And that's because your hygienist has systems and processes, they know what to do. Wow. All right. So see, that that's an important number all of you can take back right now, right? 30% of your production should be coming from your hygiene department. And that's something you can go back and, and look at. So what are some other numbers that we should be paying attention to in terms of our hygiene department? So some numbers that equal that 30%, because some of the doctors, maybe they're, one, they're alone in their practice as the dentist. And they're like, how can I possibly get to 30? Because if you were to look, doctor, and I want to challenge you, if you haven't looked in the last week, where is that number? So I'm giving you an assignment to look, where is your hygiene department production in comparison to your production? Look next at the 4,000 codes, your D4346, D4910, 4341, 4342, all those numbers should equal at least 30% of your hygiene department production numbers. The reason being, these are your perio codes, your gingivitis codes. And when you look, you can go online and say, what is the percentage of Americans with gum disease? You should be able to find this statistics in 2018. Okay, we're 2021 right now. There are more. We have our baby boomers that are a huge population in our world today. So that 38% is going to probably be closer to 40% in 2021. And 40% of your adult patients, 30 years or older, are going to have some level of gum disease. And if you want to be a leader and you want to be profitable, you have to tell your patients what you see in their mouth, not what you found, but what you see in their mouth. You need to tell them the truth in a way that is establishing a benefit. You need to understand what your patient values and diplomatically talk to them about a benefit. The, your hygienist who's spending hopefully an hour with each patient, adult patient, can get patients. They know the process to get patients to want what they need, to get patients to own their disease. And these are all the things that I teach, which we weren't taught in dental hygiene or dental school. Yeah, well, you mentioned another, you know, kind of, you know, really important phrase. And I think that's, you've got to tell the patient what you see, not what you found. What does that mean? Take me through an example of that so that we can get a little bit better understanding of how that works. Because I, I think that piece is so valuable. And instinctually, we may have an idea of what that is, but but having a concrete example from you, I think would help everyone here. Awesome. Well, this is just one simple example. 
the hygienists, like I said, they're doing more than cleaning teeth. And one of the things that they're doing about 10, 15 minutes into that hygiene appointment is they start examining before they actually pick up a probe, which I want you to call a ruler because we don't probe our patients. We only probe aliens, right? So you're going to, they're going to measure with a ruler. They're going to do an oral abnormality screener because we don't, we shouldn't call it an oral cancer screening. We're telling our patients we're doing oral abnormalities. There's going to, we're going to screen for oral abnormalities of the soft tissue. So what I'm doing right now is I'm walking you through the explanation. Now I'm going to, as the hygienist, look. And when I see something, I am going to take a picture of that. So I think nowadays we have scanners, 3D scanners. I think every hygienist should do scan, scan a patient's mouth, especially when they're new. Definitely with the interoral camera, every hygienist needs to know how to pick that up and snap a picture. And now after you've done your assessments, hygienist, you're gonna sit that patient up when you see something and ask that patient when you're knee to knee, eye to eye, showing them what you see, ask them, what do you think? Do you like what you see? These are some things also I want you to write down, questions that you can be asking. And you can ask all these questions or some of them. Mr. Patient, Tim, do you see anything that could be abnormal? Tim, do you like what you see? Tim, is there anything you want to change about your smile? Mm -hmm. Tim, do you see, when you tell me, no, I think everything looks fine. Do you see this red line? It's like an upside down U around each tooth. Oh, I thought that was normal. That's what we call inflammation. And the inf and so you see how this this is the difference here. How I'm showing them, and and I'm asking the patient to look. I'm I want to say we need to be going back to curiosity. Remember when we were children, we were curious. And that's what I love about children is they're curious. But as adults, we forget about that. So take our patients back to being curious. Help them be curious about their mouth. Because I believe that, and this is what I know happens, they start to take ownership. They become interested. Not everyone becomes interested but if you're explaining to them that that redness shouldn't be there, show them the hole. They might not see the hole. Well, let me, since you don't notice anything, let me show you. And I'll ask, when I do clin clinical dental hygiene right now, I'm a temp hygienist because I do coaching full time. Occasionally I go and work as a temp. I always ask permission. Is it okay if I show you what I see? Because as the temp, I could be the bad guy. So I'm always asking for permission. Hmm. Well, right. Once again, such a, a powerful thing, because now you're creating a conversation. You're creating a dialogue with your patient. And for the, the doctor, for the hygienist, it may be the fifth case like this that you've seen today. But for your patient, it may be the first time they've ever heard this. And, and so I think approaching it and helping to stimulate that curiosity on the patient's part, that's huge because as you said, now they've got ownership. Now they're invested in this. Now they're seeing what you're seeing and understanding it. Tim, do you see, you asked me a question and we've kind of unraveled why the hygienist should produce 30% of doctor's schedule. And, and is it okay if I share one more thing about the metrics here? 
Absolutely. 80% of your schedule, doctor, when you look at 80% of your schedule, you're like, oh yeah, I just saw Mrs. Jones at the hygiene appointment. Because if your hygienist, I like, I don't have a lot of time with you today, doctor. So I'm giving you quick snippets of information. But if your hygienist can create this conversation and just do these few things, you'll see more patients accept and want what they need. And you should see closer to 80% of your schedule coming from those hygiene department appointments. So remember, 80% of your schedule, doctor, that's a good goal that you're like, oh yeah, they just came in and had their hygiene appointment. That's why they're on your schedule for an implant. That's why they're getting the veneers. That's why they're coming in for their night guard today. Yep. And I think so often, you know, doctors, you may think, you know, I need to run another marketing campaign. I got to get more patients in the door. And that's certainly part of practice growth. But a lot of times you've got all the patients you already need, don't you? Absolutely. You know, I work with offices that are small and I'll see less than 1500 active patients. And I can tell you that they're a multi-million dollar practice because doctors working smart know it's so hard. They're doing quadrant dentistry. They're doing implants. And their hygiene department is optimized. They're running. Uh, they're supercharged. You know, they're not running on a treadmill because everybody's working as a team, but they're running at full capacity. Yeah. Well, right. And as I hear you talk about, right, just just that engagement of patients, of, of helping them see and understand, I, I think that may actually even help solve another problem that can be kind of common to, to hygiene. I, I don't know about you, but sometimes doctors get calls at the last minute with the patient saying, I've got something more important to do than my teeth today, and I got to reschedule. So, so how can we start, you know, kind of combating against that? Because that is a common thing that a lot of patients do is, is in their minds, I've got something more important than just getting my teeth cleaned. Number one, go back to that why. Why are you doing what you're doing? I can tell you for sure that when your hygienist is enthusiastic and passionate about what they do, when everybody on the team truly believes that they're helping patients live a longer, healthier life, that they're saving them from medical visits for high blood pressure, medications for high blood pressure, diabetes, stroke, heart attack, on and on. Did you know that in 2019, thousands of articles research on the link between Alzheimer's and gum disease, and it all starts with bleeding gums. So if we're passionate about that and we're sharing that message, what happens? It's like a smile. How many times do you smile at somebody and they frown back? It's contagious. Do you think that if your hygienist is passionate, like I have passion and enthusiasm in my voice most times, people tell me that I'm known for that. How many people do you think don't, don't accept what I'm saying? Yeah, very, really, very true. you. I really believe it. And you know, hearing my story from the very beginning, I truly believe that we are saving lives. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, as, as, as you work with the doctors that you work with out there, I'm sure you've worked with some who, who, who grab what you teach, who implement it, who get great results and others who just kind of struggle a little bit. Maybe they do a thing here or a thing there. And so do you think there's some kind of a pattern or a formula 
for the successful dental entrepreneurs out there? Do you see different patterns with the doctors you work with in terms of, of who really is able to implement this well and who just kind of struggles with it and says, hey, I tried it. It didn't work. I absolutely do. And that is a great question. It's an important question. Tim, I understand the dentist, the typical dentist who listens to your podcast, which is Dental Wealth Nation, Dental Wealth. These dentists truly, a lot of what you've told me is they know how to accumulate wealth and they go beyond a tooth. And so it's super important that dentists are able to make a decision quickly. The typical dentist they will spend three months to three years deciding what to do. And the dentists who have worked with me, who are multi-million dollar dental practices, who expanded from one location to multiple locations, they knew after listening to a podcast like this, they called me and said, Debbie, Here's my credit card, run it. I want to work with you. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, let me call my credit card company to take this much money. You know, like they know they can make a quick decision that you know, doctor, in your gut, you know, but you don't trust what you know. And you have to have the confidence that you can be an amazing business owner, that you can be a leader. And if you don't think you got what it takes, then you need to reach out to Simon Sinek or you need to reach out to a dental expert who can help you get where you want and should be. Excellent. Excellent. Very, very good. So, right. So, so really it's kind of that mindset piece, right? It's knowing what you want and then being willing to take action to go after it. Absolutely. And I, I tell you, that's the one I've been doing this 21 years, helping dentists, create a profitable hygiene department. And the, the quicker a dentist can make a decision, the more successful they will be, especially when working with me, if they come back to me. And by the way, I had a dentist come back to me a few months ago from years past. And I just shook my head because he said, I'm ready to work with you. And I said, okay, here's the link to get started. Do you think he clicked the link? You're absolutely right, Tim. He never clicked the link. And I saw he was bleeding back in the economic decline. And now again, post-COVID decided he was going to. But it's taking action. Yep. And, and, I'm, and, and it's super important, guys. Like, If you want nothing more to have a little bit more information passed here, you've got to watch to the end or you got to come back and fast forward through the podcast to the end because we're helping you. I'm helping you to not just listen, but to take action. Yeah. And you have, you have put together some, some action steps that, that they can take and right. We've actually, if you text the word action, I've got the number down here, 949-570-6498. That's 949-570-6498. If you text the word action, you're actually going to share some things that a doctor can go back and get started with right away. Aren't you? Absolutely. And doctor, I have access to a dashboard that I can pull in these hygiene department numbers. I asked you to, that was an assignment I gave you to go back and look, but if you don't know how to look, a lot of doctors don't know how to look, but if, you know, if you want to see where you are today, I'm giving you access to the dashboard and I can show you where you are 
where you should be and what it takes to get where you are today to where you want to be. And then you get some hygiene department, gingivitis, periodontitis, um, that other piece I give you a little bit of training on as well, a snippet of how your hygienist can get patients to want what they need. Amazing, right? Well, what a what a beautiful practice to have, right? One where everyone's engaged, and like you mentioned, right, we're focused on the health of your patient and creating good outcomes, not just in teeth, but overall wellness, right? Overall health, so important. And, and talk about a big, powerful why, right? You're changing lives is what mm -hmm. you're doing when you can do this. Mm -hmm. And now, Debbie, you yourself are a little bit of an entrepreneur too, right? You, you didn't just stay in hygiene; you have branched out, and now you're teaching others to to do this. And so, you know, what are some of the favorite books that, that you've read at, for an entrepreneur? What, what have you been reading lately? What's had an impact on you? Okay, great question. Well, my favorite book is called Get a Grip. And I, I actually have taken teams through that book. Because I think when you read the simple book, uh, uh, his, his name is Gina Wickman, you probably have heard of him. But Gina Wickman has many books and Get a Grip is super simple. It's like a fable. And I take the team through it and they love it. They may not be uh, avid readers, but they love the book because they can totally relate. It's like these dentists are the majority of dentists who aren't action takers, who aren't leaders, who have never run a business, feel lost running a business. They can really relate to the story and Get a Grip. Excellent. And what have been some of the lessons that, that you've taken out of that book? Oh, I think it's super important. You know, a lot of your doctors have a DSO. They want to have multiple practices. And I think it's super important, number one, that you meet as a team every week. You need to. And every day I teach every team I work with to meet for 10 minutes. And I've worked with big practices like four doctors, eight hygienists multiple assistants, multiple front offices. And I have it down to a science to share with them how they can meet and look at their opportunities every day before they begin. And each team member, again, I'm going to say team, everyone works together to look at their opportunities to drive the success for each day. So it's each day, it's, it's each week. There's an executive team. When you're a DSO, you've got to have an executive team and you got to name those right people need to be on the right seats on your bus. And so that's what I learned is all how to organize that for a big dental practice. And I actually have taken it down to even a small one location office. Oh, fantastic. So uh, in terms of the doctors that you work with, right, what is kind of the average practice that you you work with look like and, and who should consider giving you a call and and taking advantage of some of the tools and and offerings that you have? Well, currently, I've had a lot of doctors coming to me post pandemic because they can't get that traction back. They have patients that say, I still am not ready to come back. And I have an answer, which we're not going to talk about that today. That's not the purpose of this, but there is a way. And I do have some motivational ways to reactivate your patients. But, and so I would say like breaking the million dollar number this year is one reason why a lot of doctors have contacted me recently. In the past, pre-pandemic, it was like probably closer to, they wanted to break $2 million. They had 
one location or two locations and they wanted to get that next location. So that's, you know, I've worked with all different types. Remember, I managed and started a dental hygiene school. So many years ago, I managed multiple millions of dollars. So I know how to look at all the components, hiring, HR, you know, what the systems and processes in place to run something big. Okay, excellent. Now, we spent a lot of time talking about hygiene, and I know some of the things that the doctors may be thinking right now is they go, well, I, I've got a, a coach who kind of helps me on the practice and the business side, and they kind of dabble in the hygiene a little. So how do you work with a doctor who may already have a coach? There are several ways that you can work with me. When you go to my website, I do have something very low cost. And that's how I got dentists to start working with me once the offices opened up after being closed for about three months. And it's called the Dental Hygiene Department Boost Challenge. It's very low cost. So for one location, I'll tell you, it's it's like $14.97. You get eight weeks to use all the trainings, which all of you guys, if you text that word to that number that we gave you, you get a little snippet of that but it's over eight weeks so you can all log into this web portal of more information that you'll ever be able to use. And then you get three coaching calls with me. Why three coaching calls? Because there's, you need to have implementation. So I had in the very beginning DSOs, like 16 locations with hygienists came and they tried it out. Nobody did anything with it. We could tell the hygienist didn't even log in. So I added this coaching to it. So on my website, you can do that. I have recovery sessions for you that I can customize. Typically, a dentist will work. I Most post-pandemic clients have been with me for a year plus now because we they see the results right away because of the hygiene department productivity. And I also look at the bottom line numbers. So for example, yesterday, my first of many clients texted me. The front office was super excited because we still have to had two more days left of this month and they already achieved yesterday. They achieved their collection goal. Fantastic. Congratulations to you in the office. What a big, what a big win in, in these challenging times. So that's so exciting. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it is. I get excited. Yeah. <laughs> Now, we've certainly talked a, about a lot of stuff. We've talked about, right, finding your why. We've talked some about the numbers and, and, and you know, how much production should be coming from your hygiene department. We've talked about, you know, that that shifting of mindset of you're treating so much more than, than just teeth. And, right, if, if you're a doctor listening to this, well, what would you tell them? What's the one thing that you really want them to, to walk away with understanding? What's that one thing that's going to help them build that profitable hygiene department? Doctor, I want you to listen to what's being said in your office all day long. You probably heard the word cleaning said at least 100 times. And by the way, when I'm working with your team and I hear that word cleaning, I suggest that you put everybody who says the word cleaning puts a dollar in a hat or bucket. And then they get to take you to happy hour at the end because you guys need to stop cleaning teeth. And that's the one thing that will really flip this whole thing on its head. Patients need to truly understand that you care about them. They, they believe you care about them because you're helping them save money treating disease, not only oral, but medical diseases. And you're helping them live a longer, healthier life. 
who doesn't want to live to be healthy at 100? Yeah, no, so, so very true. So any closing thoughts for the doctors listening today? I want to say take action. <laughs> we gave you that word to text in and take action. If you do nothing more, get, you know, get a book on whatever it is, like your why, leadership, business acumen, um, always be a never ending student, always be open to learning that's success. That's a piece of success. And Tim, you've told me, you bragged to me when I first met you, the dentists who follow you are amazing leaders. They have the most, like they're the top 10% in a dental practice productivity. So, you know, share this with your friends who want to be where you are, doctor. That's more than one thing, Tim. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that's some great stuff. And, and for us to get a hold of you, right, we can go to dentalpracticesolutions.com. And once yeah. again, if you want those resources, you can text 949-570-6498 and just send the word action. And Debbie's going to send you a whole bunch of resources that you can start taking action on right away. And, and I'm so glad you kept weaving that action theme in today because that, that's how I love to end these episodes is reminding everyone, don't just listen to this. We're not here simply to entertain you. We don't want to tickle your ears. We want to give you things that you can go back and put in place right away so that you can build that amazing dental practice so that you can have that amazing life of significance and take even better care of the people you love, support the causes you care about, and keep changing the world for the better. But to do that, you got to take action, right, Debbie? <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm here. Uh, some doctors tell me I give them like a shot in the arm, but I don't think it hurts as bad as it, you would think. <laughs> well, so, so we can get giving them a shot in the arm to take action. Yeah. So we can reach out to you. We can get that assessment. We can find you at Dental Practice Solutions. And uh, once again, Thank you for, for sharing so generously with us. I, I know I certainly have a better understanding of, of the hygiene department. What are the numbers we should be looking at? I, I certainly have some new insights into how to find those new freedoms in your dental practice, right? If the hygiene department's doing what a hygiene department's supposed to do, it's going to free up my time as a doctor just to treat patients. And I feel ready to kind of step back and take a deep breath and relax, knowing that if you can get these things running, your practice is going to be a whole lot smoother. Tim, thank you so much for inviting me. I This is one of the best podcasts I've ever been a guest on. I really appreciate you. Hey, super glad to have you. And until next time, thank you for tuning in. And we'll, we'll keep bringing you key insights. And once again, don't just listen. Get out there and take action. You've been listening to Dental Wealth Nation. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Join us next time as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families and help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love. Till next time, make sure to hit the website at dentalwealthnation.com. 